Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, belly up to my bar. We have an entire round to discuss of crazy action, lots of trades, some questionable picks, couple great value picks. I wrote up my favorites for WilliamsonFootball.com late last night, like 2 in the morning. I got back from the Steelers facility around 1, wrote an article, threw it out there for you guys. Uh, my favorite picks, my least favorite picks, and some questionable ones, up-in-the-air type picks. And we're going to buzz through this round now. I'm at Williamson NFL. This is the Locked On NFL podcast. You know all that. Spread all the word. Check out, check out the rest of the Locked On network. Get further details of your favorite team, Locked On Browns, if you, you know, all those different teams for sure. So speaking of the Brownies, my former employer, Baker Mayfield at one, um, would not have been my pick. I'm not killing it. All right, let's just get, the, get this out of the way. Lamar Jackson was my number one quarterback. I know I'm on an island there. So I'm going to do my best over the, the course of this podcast not to say, well, they t- should have taken Lamar Jackson. Just, just remember that now. I should, gonna, it'll fall out of my mouth from time to time, but it's pretty much a standard from here on out. I understand that not everyone feels that way, so fine. I think the thought process here is, we want a highly energetic leader-type guy, change the culture, develop a winning culture. Trust me, I've been there. It's going to be hard to do. And Mayfield might be the exact same guy for that. All the analytics people, I mean, Sashi would have loved this guy. Here's my two concerns, though, is the weather. I mean, I was in with the Browns when we had Jeff Garcia as our starting quarterback. And when the weather got bad, smaller hands... Not a strong arm, diminutive frame. He struggled. And that's facts. I believe in those things. Like when we get to Josh Allen with the Bills, I'm going to say, well, he fits the fits the environment. The other thing that worries me more is of all the, all the top five quarterbacks, all the first-round quarterbacks, the one that I thought that was helped most by scheme and not trickeration, but also some bad... Pac-12 defense. He threw to a lot of very open guys, and scheme helped him a great deal. Well, what have I been saying about Hugh Jackson and how he treated Kaiser last year? Couldn't have hurt him more in terms of scheme. And even Haley going there, who has dealt with a much different type quarterback, and I bet Hugh Jackson looks at him and says, I'm going to do what I did with Andy Dalton. That'd be great. But Haley, even in Pittsburgh, was not a scheme-heavy guy. He was... A lot of isolation routes. AB, you get open. Ben's going to drive the ball to you downfield. That's I, I don't love the fit. Giants at two take Barkley. We can argue all day if you should take a back this high. Eli Manning's happy about it. I mean, you talk about like some of these young backs, like Gurley helping Goff, those type of things. Elliott has helped Dak. Well, you can look at the other way too, where Barkley's going to help a end-of-career player. And what I love about this is Eli's mind. Yeah, he's a declining passer. He's not what he used to be and never was the you know the most ripped you know uh, physical specimen. But when you have Odell, Shepard, Engram, a movable chess piece, Barkley, an immense receiver, that I just think Eli pre-snap is going to have so much fun moving these guys around. And if you come out with light personnel, Barkley at 235 pounds is going to come downhill at you. You know what I mean? So I, I can't complain with this one. Absolutely can't complain with the Jets taking Darnold. 
Um, I've been told, I don't know this, but I think he was their number one player overall. If they had the first pick in the draft, they would have taken Darnold. They obviously like three quarterbacks enough that they would have taken them there. But I think this was a gift. And I think he fits the Big Apple. Um, I think they'll be well coached. I think they're changing the culture there with tough guys with the last couple drafts. And I think that's starting to take fold. And I love that McCown is there as the best bridge quarterback, future coach type guy you could ever ask for. Four, Ward. I wouldn't have done this. I would have taken Chubb. Here's why. First off, I understand the Browns thinking. And we're going to go back to scheme a lot. What's Greg Williams want to do? He wants to play man coverage. He wants to blitz heavy. So therefore, he stresses coverage over pass rush. I mean, just philosophically. So I get that. Um, but I think there's way more corners in this draft than there are pass rushers. I would have taken Chubb if I didn't say that already. I think the luxury of putting Chubb and Garrett together, no matter who you are as a coach, is just too good to pass up. And we'll get to Chubb in a minute because he's the next pick. And I don't love Chubb, though. I mean, I do for the situation. I take him to four. He's a great prospect. I just don't think he's a Miles Garrett, Bosa, Clowney, Mac prospect. I mean, he's smidge behind those guys. But he'd be your number two pass rusher. And pass rushers are gold. Again, I really, really like Ward. Man coverage corners are absolute gold. And he's the best in the business at it for this draft. But he has two negatives. Doesn't play the ball. Doesn't make plays on the ball. Doesn't turn you over. It's a better way of saying it. And he's he's short. He's always going to be short. He's feisty, he's tough, and I'm sure they're saying that's who's going to guard Antonio Brown. And I get it philosophically. I just would have taken Chubb. Now, it's going to sound like I'm going against everything I just said because Denver, I would not have taken Chubb. Although I just sent out a tweet a minute ago, and maybe something will happen between now and then. Will Denver now shop Shaq, Shaq, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Calhoun. No, there's a bunch of Shaqs in the league now all of a sudden. Um... The outside linebacker. Come on. Come on, Williamson. Or, more likely, Shane Ray, you know, who's not quite... I would think at this point you now shop one of those two. And if you get something substantial in return for one of them, then I'm more on board. But I would have taken... And again, this isn't really a knock on Chubb. Again, I don't think he's Bosa. I don't think he's... You know, he's a smidge behind those guys as prospects go. I just would have taken Nelson. I mean, that's all it comes down to is, is... I don't think the Broncos are in a place of luxury where they can afford to have four awesome edge rushers. And even though, when in doubt, take it a pass rusher. I'm a believer in that. You know that. I do think they would have taken Ward at five. But I would have taken Nelson. You know, make Keenum's life easier. Run the ball. Therefore, Colts at six. Nelson, boom, slam dunk. He's going to be, he's the best player in this draft, in my opinion. Easy choice. Commend the Colts for having some vision to you know, they may have taken Nelson at three <laughs> you know I mean if you think about that they got three third round picks to take the best player in the draft at a need position maybe it wouldn't have been Nelson you know maybe they would have taken Chubb maybe they're taking Ward somewhere like that but they get the same deal and they have three third, second round picks because of it to move from three to six uh you guys know we're at seven worth the bills and you guys know uh Josh Allen's my fifth quarterback and this is a heavy Carolina system. And I think they see a lot of Cam Newton and Allen. I've used that comparison with you guys before. 
I think he's a worse passer of the football than Newton. I know he's got an amazing arm. He's got an amazing arm. He fits the, the mold there, and maybe he's developing. But his accuracy is a problem. And everything he throws is a bullet with no touch or you know arc on it at all. Misses open guys. Poor pocket presence. And just a Bill's note, just before, so I don't want to skip it, is... Well, two Bill's notes here, actually, is... In my opinion, they took more or less the offensive and defensive player with the biggest variance. You know, the biggest floor-ceiling difference. And we'll get to Edmonds when that pick comes. But if they both hit, they're going to be, you know, utter monsters. You know, I mean, they're, 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 their ceiling is gigundous. But there's a lot of variance there. You know, so that is absolutely a concern, a risk. Let's just put it that way. And we'll get the linebacker. Those are the two biggest needs for sure. Carolina, linebacker. You know, I mean, we've talked about that. But to expand on that Bills thing, Commander sent me a a tweet today. What is Buffalo doing? Just so you guys know, this is fact. Bills traded Cordy Glenn, pick 21, pick 22, pick 53, pick 56, pick 65, and a sixth-round pick. That's a lot. 21, 22, 53, 56, 65. And in return, they got Josh Allen, Tremaine Edmonds, and two fifth-round picks. That's what they got back. Glenn, 21, 22, 53, 56, 65, and a sixth for Edmonds and two-fifths. That's what they did at the end of the day. So, you know, if you think about it, that's not all that great a value. You know, I mean, if, if Allen hits, nobody will care. But that's what they did with their bevy of picks. Mm. Uh, Bears, Roquan, Butkus, Singletary. Erlacher, Roquan, move on. Perfect fit. Um, you know, that defensive coordinator, he wants to play a lot of um, nickel. You know, he wants to keep his linebackers on the field. All uh, Patrick Willis, Navarro Bowman, Roquan's perfect. This is a slam dunk, easy pick. Niners at nine, I was critical until today. I think they would have taken Roquan. They take McGlinchey. And then today it comes out that they trade Brown, their big, I think he's the biggest player in the league, and very much ascending right tackle to the Patriots for draft picks. So, okay, McGlinchey now goes right into the right tackle spot. Because originally I'm like, boy, this is like Denver. You know, like, you really need three offensive tackles? They just gave Staley a two-year extension, gave him a raise. I mean, it's not like they're kicking him out the door. So they moved on from Brown, who, again, is an asset, is a good player, but in the Shanahan system, even as well as he moves for being 360 or whatever, they need movement-based Mike Shanahan offensive linemen. And, you know, they inherited some people. So they're redoing, they're re, retooling into an athletic front. Same thing with Richburg, the center. So, okay, that makes sense. Tackles don't grow on trees. I don't think McGlinsey's the ninth best player in the league. But when the second shoe drops, okay, now it makes sense. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on board with that. Cardinals. I commend them. I think they're in for a very long year. But you get Rosen, 
who I can make a very strong case for as the best quarterback in this draft. You move from 15 to 10, and it only costs you the 79th and 152nd pick. You know, unlike Buffalo, who got the inferior of the two quarterbacks, in my opinion. And I think when McGlinchey went off the board, Oakland's like, okay, we're going we're gonna to try to get out of this. And then they later made a bad pick at 15, and we'll get to. Um, but Rosen, you got a franchise quarterback. And he fits the mold of Bradford and Glennon, pocket passer. And they're going to have to build around him. It might take a lot of time, but the plan is in place, and I like the selection. All right, the Dolphins at 11. Some of these are no-brainers. You know, like the Roquan Nelson pick. Minka at 11. Boom. I mean, he's probably the fifth or sixth best player in this draft. I think he completes the secondary. I think he goes a long way to changing the culture. You know, they've shipped out some big attitudes, big personalities, and bring in a tough guy, leader, stud, do-it-all guy. Phenomenal pick. Um, the Bucks. They were the benefactor of moving from 7 to 12. So, I'm not sure we talked about that deal. But in order, we talked about all the things the Bills gave up just to get Emmons and Allen, which was, in the end, way too much. Counting Cordy Glenn and 21 and 22. But the Bucks kind of reaped the harvest. They go back five spots from 7 to 12. They pick up 53 and 56, which by the time you be listening to this might turn into Brett Chubb. You know, a running back and a corner, you know, or or trade up and get Geis or Josh Jackson or something, you know. And they take Vita Vea. Um, unlike the Greg Williams situation, I told you, the Bucs are a heavy zone team, rush four. They are going to stress defensive line like the Eagles more than they're going to stress cover people. The lead was less up front because they, they went after this need in free agency aggressively. But Vea is a little different, too. I mean, I bet those run-and-hit Devontae David, Levante David, Quan Alexander-type linebackers are highly appreciative of this pick. And Vea will be a rotational player. Reminds me of Haloti Nata. Redskins then go, oh, man, Vea's off the board. They settle for pain. Sounds funny. Um, not that he's a bad player, but I think they would have preferred Vea. Second Alabama defensive tackle in a row. Their interior run defense and run defense as a whole has been abysmal for three years now. He also brings some pass rush. Their pass rush, I think, is very good. I think Allen's going to be a star. Allen, Payne, and those edge guys, they'll get after quarterbacks in a big way. And I think he helps the run defense. Vea would have helped that more. Fine. Good consolation prize. One of the strangest moves. Saints go from 27 to 14 to take Marcus Davenport. It costs them the 147th pick in the draft and a next year first. So when we saw the trade, it was like, are they going up for Lamar? I'm doing my best not to talk about Lamar because I'm infatuated. But the other obvious option was win now. Just just the other day on Williamson Football, I wrote my State of the Saints address. And you guys are going to get sick of hearing this unless you're Saints fans, but I'm getting more and more smitten with this team as a big-time Super Bowl team. I mean, I think they're really in contention now for best team in the league before before the draft. And the biggest, they had two things that they needed, a tight end for today. They needed a tight end and they needed an edge pass rusher. The best edge pass rusher was gone. Landry's still out there. Apparently he has some medicals. I think Landry's a better player than Davenport. 
But the, the position's at a massive premium, so I can understand the logic, especially if you win the whole thing this year. And that first-round pick that you give up is 32nd, or if you don't, it's probably high 20s. The Saints are really, really good guys. But, you know, how are you ever going to get Drew Brees' backup? I mean, I just think he's going to play a while. And I don't love Davenport. You know, I think he shows some stiffness. He wasn't all that productive against not very good players. So, I see the logic. Hopefully it works out for him. But that's exactly what they needed on defense. All right, still rolling along. Pick 15. I told you I didn't like the Raiders picking Miller. I think they'd have loved to get McGlinchey. Tackles don't grow on trees. I fully recognize that. And this guy is a big dude um, with athleticism. I just don't think he's a very good football player. And I think they'll plug him in at right tackle. Eventually it'll be Penn's replacement at left tackle. I just think he's a long way away. Needs to get stronger. Needs to play lower. And yes, they pick up 79 and 152. And then they took 79 and turned that into Martavis Bryant. Which I think is kind of worth the risk for the Raiders. But you only get him for one year. And then you got to figure things out. I think it's a very good trade for the Steelers. Because I'd rather have the 79th pick in the draft and early third than I would Martavis Bryant for one year. I'd rather have that third-round pick for four years than Martavis for one as my third receiver from a Steelers perspective. Overall, Raiders offseason gets a D-. minus. We talked about the Bills. Maybe we don't have to talk about them anymore, but they took Tremaine Edwards at 16. I had no problem with the player. You know, I like him much more than I like Josh Allen, and his upside's equally as crazy. It's just they've given up a lot, and they absolutely needed a linebacker, though. I mean, that was the biggest linebacker factory in the NFL. Uh, and now they've got their guy. Okay, I get it. Chargers at 17, that's probably the best pick in the draft, Derwin James. I, I told you, I think he's basically the best defensive player in this draft. They have a die there to be their Cam Chancellor. So what? You know, I mean, I, I know that maybe that's two bodies in the same spot, or maybe you ask a die to play out of, out of position at free safety, or you just scheme things differently. But I thought this defense needed help up the middle of the field. Defensive tackle, you know, all the way th through inside linebacker to safety. And James is um, going to be elite in that regard, in my opinion. I mean, a superstar playmaker. So the Packers, we knew that they went... I'm going to scroll back here. The Packers went from 14 to 27 and picked up 147 in the process. And now they go from 27 to 18 and give up 76 and 186 to get Jari Alexander, which is great because, again, let's talk about scheme. Uh, Petten takes over. They're going to be a blitz-heavy team, a lot of man coverage on the outside. Think Cardinals, think Patrick Peterson. They haven't had... Awesome edge pass rushers, you know, in Arizona or with Patton or the Jets. They've had Revis. They've had Peterson. And I'm not saying Alexander's that type of corner, but he's a high-end man coverage guy that makes a lot of plays on the ball. And I think the argument could be made that maybe he's the best corner of the draft. But you get him at 18, that's big. Cowboys take Leighton Vander Esch. I like him a lot. Oh, by the way, Jason Witten retires today. Then it comes out, maybe he didn't. Um... Obviously a phenomenal player. We'll reflect on that at another time. Great Hall of Famer. Superstar. I'd be very interested what he has to say on the air. Yada, yada, great. And now you've lost Witten and Dez within two weeks, and your receivers were already bad. 
I probably would have went with DJ Moore here, but I like Van Der Esch a lot. Do they wonder how much Sean Lee has left? And he's always had a lot of injuries. And as I've said a million times, I mean, my kids go to the grade school he went to, so I'm very on top of Sean Lee. Um, that defense is one with Sean Lee, one without. And if that can go away because Van Der Esch is now in the equation, it's also not a ring endorsement for Jalen Smith. Hitchens left to KC. But this guy has some special qualities. I still keep hearing the Cowboys could be in the market for Earl Thomas. And I like that a lot. But if it costs them their second-round pick, who's going to catch the ball this year? Lions at 20, take Frank Ragnow, center. Uh, My thoughts on this are you have to do something to have not the worst running game in the league. And this is a good start. Um, Travis Swanson, I think, will go from center to guard now. And that's fine. I think you get better at two spots. Good. Um, Ragnow is a nasty, tough, consistent, maybe not a pro bowler, but an anchor of your line and team for a long time. And with Matt Patricia taking over, I think that's somewhat of a statement of this is how we're going to do things. This is the kind of guy we're going to bring in. I mean, I bet the Patriots liked Ragnow. Um, Bengals may have taken Ragnow, but we get back-to-back centers. Billy Price from Ohio State. They absolutely, I've been crushing the Bengals center situation for a long time. Price can also play guard. Lot to like here. He tore his peck, I guess not as bad as I originally thought at the combine on the bench. But it sounds like he'll be there for the start of the regular season. Great. If all those things are true, there's no injury issues. He's absolutely worth the 21st pick. Tennessee makes an aggressive move. Goes from 25 to 22. Doesn't cost them much. They give up number 125 and get back 215. So, what is that? They move 90 picks in what, the fourth, fifth round neighborhood to move up three to get Evans, linebacker Bama. Very nice. Lost Avery Williamson. No relation. That joke's getting old, Williamson. Um, Their edge pass rushers are up in age. Evans, I think, can help in both capacities. Very aggressive. I bet Vrabel loves them. A real blow-it-up guy. Violent player. I assume they thought New England might grab him at 23 and put him next to Hightower. They did not. They took Isaiah Wynn. And now you look at that offensive line, it's fixed. I mean, Solder's gone. You traded for Brown. You drafted Wynn. Cannon comes back. He's going to be your right tackle, presumably. And you drafted Garcia last year in the third round. Interior of the offensive line was pretty good to begin with. Mason's a really good player. So they have now an abundance of riches at offensive line. My only question, I put this on Twitter, though, is who's the left tackle? There's not a natural left tackle here. Are you going to ask Brown to do it? Is it going to be Garcia? And then you maybe not put the best five on the field. Is it Wynn, who's an undersized tackle that everyone's projecting to guard, but maybe Belichick isn't? You know, Matt Light wasn't the 6'6", you know, super long-armed guy. Coach him up, and, you know, Brady gets the ball out awfully quick. Maybe wins your left tackle. So... Interesting. I have faith they'll figure that one out. Um, DJ Moore, talked about him before. I think he's a really good fit with the Panthers. Um, Steve Smith-like qualities. After the catch, tough. He had like a million different quarterbacks at, at Maryland and was still very, very productive. 
slot outside. Funchess is a free agent after the year. Will probably demand a lot of money if they don't if they get to the open market. In the meantime, I think that's a good pairing. They extended Olsen. Sounds like he'll be back for a couple years. Uh, that offense still could use O line help today and a big power running back. But I got no problem with more twenty four, and it rhymes. Uh, the Ravens went back from twenty two to twenty five to take Hayden Hurst, um, over age tight end, first tight end off the board. Their tight end situation, I've told you this a couple times, there's five or six teams whose tight end situation stinks. And Baltimore's was one of them. Uh, That's been sort of a featured player. Heap, Watson, some of these guys, they've had good tight ends in the Flacco, Harbaugh, Aussie era. And I got no problem with Hurst. Here's my problem, though, and I've done my best to bite my lip about this team should take Lamar Jackson, this team should take Lamar Jackson. I love that the Ravens traded back to 32, got Lamar Jackson. Now they have him for five years with the option. Again, I'm smitten with the guy. But isn't it weird that if you like Jackson that much to take him at 32, this is hindsight, why didn't you take him at 25? I don't know. I mean, it all worked out. Ozzie, I mean, it all worked, but I would take Jackson at 25 now that I think about it. You know what I mean? Like, he's a quarterback. He's more important. You also had, you know, Gusecki and Dallas Goddard still out there. You know, you could trade up for those guys. But I don't know. I mean, maybe things changed in their war room. They didn't think they could trade up and get Jackson. And then they happened and made it happen. Okay. In the end, they got two really good players. And we'll get to that again. I mean, in the end, let's talk about Baltimore here. I mean, Jackson, they're going to move on from Flacco. Most likely and should. Uh, they can after this year. And that might actually allow them to spend some money in free agency for once. And I think they'll change the offense. And I think Jackson will probably get early, get, you know, a package where he's in the game maybe every game, you know, for 10 snaps a game, even this year. RG3 will back them up. They'll change how they play offense. I love it. I mean, I love it. That I think he's the quarterback in this draft that every defense coordinator doesn't want to play against. Um so I love it. I think it's a very aggressive move. It'll be Ozzy's legacy. I think Baltimore fans will thank him for years and years. Um, now, who did we skip here? Falcons at 26. They take Ridley. I thought it'd be Taven Bryan. He goes to the next pick. Defensive tackle is still a huge problem for the Falcons. Apparently, they didn't love Bryan. Fair enough. There wasn't really another name there that jumped off the page for me besides Hurst. Maybe his heart thing's worse than we think. Um, and I do think they were probably in the market for more nose tackle than attacking defensive tackle, more Poe than uh, Jarrett. You know, they already have Jarrett. Not that you would have too many attacking great defensive linemen. But they take Ridley, and I understand it. I think Sanu now goes to the slot. Ridley and Julio Jones, along with Hooper and Freeman and Coleman and Matt Ryan running the show. Pretty good offensive line. That's dangerous. This offense is going to score a lot of points. Ridley's going to see a lot of single coverage. He's not the most physical guy. Well, he's not very physical. But, again, he's going to see a lot of single coverage. He's a really good route runner. Um, Bama connection with Julio, great. And Julio constantly fights foot issues. I mean, I think you can't forget that about him. I think people don't talk about how tough he is and plays through those issues more than people realize. And... It's one of those situations, too, Like kind of like I said about Sean Lee, is Atlanta's offense with Julio missing one game, oh, man. I don't know if I pick them to be favored against many teams, you know, but with them, they're superstars. 
Now Ridley makes that problem less. Uh, this is my least favorite pick in the draft. Seahawks went from 18 to 27 in that Packers deal where they took Alexander to take Rashad Penny. I just don't think Penny's that good at back. I mean, especially with Geis, who's a Lynch clone, Chubb, Michelle available. You make Penny the second running back in the, in the draft. I know his numbers are great. I know he has some receiving skills, some return skills. He has good size. He's not slow. But he ran through some gigantic holes. And I, I think he's a third-round pick. I, I, I'm not a fan. I'm cool with Seattle trying to establish some sort of ground game. You know, Russell Wilson was their leading rusher last year. Establish some sort of something you can hang your hat on. Um, but he just wouldn't have been my pick at all. And I think, yeah. so there you have it. Steelers 28. I've been at the facility. When this pick came in, I went, ooh, man. Really? Couldn't you got him around later? And I still partially feel that way. But the more research I did in the building, and I'll be honest, I defer to them, of course. They know these guys a bazillion times more than me obviously. He's a super high character guy. <laughs> Absolutely a need position. Crazy measurables. Developmental prospect. And they've taken that approach with their def all these high defensive picks lately without much results, to be very honest. I mean, it doesn't reflect great on the defensive coaching staff. But the upside's immense. But the thing I liked about it is very smart Great communicator, got everyone aligned, very position versatile. But what I liked was that it came out that he played with a really bad shoulder injury the whole year. And Kevin Colbert, their GM, told us a lot of guys probably wouldn't have even started the season. That you know, they knew they're up for the draft, just not help their team this year, save their body. And his tape reflected a guy playing with a bad shoulder. And and eventually in week ten, he hung it up and the shoulder's fine now. But if you look at tape through the eyes of this is a guy playing with a very serious injury, then you say, oh, now I like him a little bit more. And I didn't know that watching him get the first go around. I mean, I didn't have dinner with him like Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin did. And I guess he sat down with the whole Edmonds family. And Kevin said, you know, I drafted his dad when I was with the Dolphins. I know these guys. I love how they go about the game. So all those things to me were like, well, Okay. I mean, I, I see what they're after here. And another versatile piece to the secondary. Taven Bryan goes to the Jags, which is sort of ridiculous. He might be the most defensive, most talented defensive lineman in this draft. Now they have 100 super talented defensive linemen. Build a strength upon a strength. Calais Campbell is the ideal role model for him to learn and be used in a similar manner. Just keep putting more and more on his plate as he takes it. Very raw player, one-year starter. Wow. I mean, that's a, again, though, I would take Lamar Jackson. And I would take Lamar Jackson for the Steelers, by the way. I know there's a lot of Steelers fans out there. At 28, I would have ran to the podium and take Lamar Jackson. Same with the Jags, but I'm done talking about that. Um, wow, that's all you can say is making a strength of strength even more. And guys like Malik Jackson, Calais Campbell are going to get up in age, and they're very expensive. Maybe you have to move on down the road. A very Vikings pick. Mike Hughes, Mike Zimmer, remember he was defense coordinator for the Bengals when they took first-round corner at first-round corner that's over six foot. Well, they did it again. 
Hughes had some off-the-field concerns. I don't know exactly all those things. But a very, very good player. Aggressive. Attacks the ball in the air. Great landing spot for him. Is it ever a bad idea to have an extra corner? Absolutely not. Especially with Zimmer's scheme and the way he's developed these guys. Although I probably would have taken Will Hernandez and and win for today a little bit more. Um, this allows Waynes to probably walk. They haven't picked up his fifth-year option yet. I don't think they will or not. But it gives a backup plan if he's going out the door. Yet another huge corner. Sony Michelle to the Patriots, 31. Barkley out of the equation. I like this dude's chances of rookie of the year in this offense, especially the linemen they brought in. I heard him compared today to Deion Lewis. A better version of Deion Lewis. You know, the and I love Deion Lewis. And he had a great year last year. Michelle's great in protection. Great in protection. Fumbles a lot. That's one thing to keep an eye on. And there's supposedly this bone-on-bone knee issue, but it doesn't seem like it's to JHIE levels from what I understand. But wow. I mean, all he has to do is beat out Rex Burkhat and James White for touches. He may put up massive numbers and be a great, great Patriot. So I love that pick. And Lamar Jackson finished things out. As I said, it's the pick of the draft. He's my favorite quarterback. I think he's going to be a superstar. I think the rest of the AFC North will rue the day that Cincinnati and Pittsburgh passed on him. and Not that the Cleveland would have, but I think... Here's a bold statement. I mean, I think the, the quarterback that went 32 is going to have a better career than the quarterback that went one. How weird is that? Quarterback, running back, running back, quarterback to finish the round. Not that that's all that noteworthy. Um, so there you have it. I mean, that's a pretty awesome show, by the way. Right? Come on. Put it on iTunes. Put it on Twitter. This was a pretty awesome show. Kick some butt. Um, I need to go. I just got off the treadmill. I got a shower. Get my butt down to the Steelers facility. I will be broadcasting tonight from 9 until end. Last night I was on for the entire first round. And Saturday I'm on for the majority of the day three things, trying to figure out who everybody is. Great stuff. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network, LockedOnSports.com, WilliamsonFootball.com. Over and out. See you later.